This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Welcome back to More Than Conquerors and the continuation of Pastor Ray's outstanding series on salvation. Last week, Pastor taught exclusively on the wonder, majesty, and simplicity of the amazing miracle of being born again. In this week's closing four messages, Pastor will first instruct us on what he identifies as our salvation covenant, a complete, full package of benefits and blessings that accompany salvation. Made available absolutely free of charge, it's simply a better covenant based on better promises. And who doesn't love all those wonderful benefits just because we got saved? But in his two-day closing of this powerful message, Pastor reminds us that salvation is far more than just benefits and blessings. Somehow, it must give glory to the one who makes it all possible. It's called working through our salvation. Yes, with salvation also comes responsibilities because while salvation is truly God's gift to us, what we do with that salvation is our gift back to God. In my 30 years of this church, I've had people walk out on me. And when they do, I say, hallelujah. I know I'm preaching. Now I know I'm preaching right. So don't anybody, don't anybody walk out here today. You'll be marked. Hebrews chapter 2. Now we've got to remember the essence of Hebrews. And in short, this is, this is like the Reader's Digest version, but the Hebrew Christians were Christians. They were Jews that had become Christians. They had received the grace message and came away from the practices of the law and all of those Jewish traditions. And they, were, they accepted Jesus and they, they were going along well. But Paul, along the way, heard that some of them were starting to fall away and going back into the practices of the law. So Paul crafts this book and writes this book called, we call it the Book of Hebrews or the Letter to the Hebrews. And in this letter, Paul is trying to re-stimulate them and encourage them and remind them of this great covenant that we have now of grace that comes through Jesus Christ. And that you shouldn't go backwards, but you should continue on. In other words, you can continue to work it out in this salvation, this new salvation that you have received. But yet some of them were falling away. And that's like a lot of Christians I know today that instead of continuing on in their walk with God, they're going backwards. We got to call them back. Amen. So one of the words that you'll hear that kind of, kind of keeps repeating itself in the book of Hebrews is the word better because Paul is trying to contrast that the covenant we have now is better than the old covenant. And one verse, it's one of my favorite verses, he it says it's a better covenant based on better promises. I love it. So here in the, in the opening uh, sentences that Paul is presenting through the book of Hebrews in chapter two, this is what he says. Now listen to this. He says, Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed Another word for heat is attention to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. Wow. So Paul is warning them that you've you got to go back and remind yourself 
of the things that you have heard because by not going back and remembering the things you have heard and meditating on the things that you've heard and practicing the things you have heard, we run the risk of starting to drift away. And notice that, you know, the word drift away is different than the word fall away. Fall means, you know, I'm here and with one step, I'm boom, I'm down. Drift means it's the slow progression. It's sort of like a balloon, you know. Did you ever see, a, did you ever, your kid ever have a balloon or you had a balloon as a, as a child, a helium balloon, and you, you get distracted and all of a sudden you let go of the balloon and it just starts to slowly just drift away. When we are not actively in the word, actively in the church and actively interacting with one another and practicing the things that we have already learned and continue to practice them and work them into our lives, really what begins to happen is that it's the slow process of drifting away that takes place. It's like a little here and a little there and a little over here. Let me back up from this and back up from that and question this and and question that and not do this. And little by little by little by little, you start to drift away from the truth and from the impact that the salvation experience uh, had in your life, the born again experience. That's why we need to stay close together. That's why we need to be members of a body, a local body. That's why we need to interact with one another and to encourage one another and speak the word to one. And here, sometimes remind each other of what God says when we need to be encouraged so that we do not run the risk of drifting away. I know too many people in my years of ministry that have slowly drifted away for all kinds of reasons. Didn't like this, didn't like that, this, that, all kinds of critical, judgmental things that have gotten in the way and caused them, or sin. Sometimes it's just plain old sin. Starting to play with sin, starting to get involved in sinful activity. You know, I, I like to say this, um, you've heard me say this before, that a man that commits adultery didn't get up one morning and decide, today's a good day for me to commit adultery. That man was drifting for many weeks and months and maybe even years, drifting away from the word and from proper relationships and slowly drifted away to all of a sudden he came to a season in his life and adultery entered in. See, we've got to work out our salvation. We've got to remember the word that has been spoken to us that changed our lives, that rhema word that revolutionized us. When we got the revelation, don't forget what you have learned. So he says, therefore, we must give the more earnest heed. In other words, we ought to be coming more and becoming more and more serious with the word of God on a daily basis. Give it more attention than ever before in your life. Because if you don't give it attention, everything else is going to vie for that attention and draw you away. And eventually you're going to drift away. I love to tell this story that happened so many, many years ago. I had a young family come to the church and they fell in love with Jesus and I was teaching them the word and they were on fire and they were listening and doing and paying attention. And one summer came, one spring came and they were water people. They loved the water. And they said to me, they came to me one day, they said, Pastor, we're putting this faith stuff into operation. We're believing God for a boat and God made it available to us. We're able to get the boat and we bought a boat. And I said, well, hallelujah, I rejoiced with them. Glory to God, you got the boat. 
And then one Sunday came, the weather was really nice, it turned really warm, and a Sunday came, and that family who had been there every single, didn't miss a service, sat on the front row, shouted hallelujah louder than anybody else in the church. That Sunday, they were not there. Second Sunday, they weren't there. Third Sunday, they weren't there. I said, something's got to be wrong. Maybe they're in trouble. Maybe something happened. I got to call these people. So I got on the phone. I said, hey, where have you been, man? You haven't missed church in years. And all of a sudden, you're missing all these services. Well, pastor, you know, we got this beautiful boat that God blessed us with. And the weather has been so beautiful. And you know how little weather, good weather we have here in the Northeast. So we've just been taking advantage of the real. We'll be back in church. We still love the Lord. Oh, yeah, we still love God with all of our heart. Well, I hung up that phone and another Sunday came and went and another weekend came and went, another one. The entire summer went by and I never saw those people back in church. After the summer ended, never heard from them again. They drifted away. The very blessing, the very thing that God intended to bless them with became the very thing that was their undoing. Never heard from those people again. Just drifted away. The little I heard about them, they were still floating around the Long Island Sound. (laughs) Still floating around. And it would be funny if it wasn't so sad. But people drift. Every distraction will come your way to try to draw you in a different direction. We have a responsibility with this salvation to stay hot for God to stay on course, to keep the purpose going, to be reminded that we're here not just for ourselves, but we are here for others. And that along the way, it ought to be our our reasonable service to impact other lives. And that we ourselves ought to be growing more in love with Jesus every day, much more familiar with the word of God every day and allowing that word to change our lives to transform us into what God would have us to be and keep doing it and doing it and doing it until either Jesus comes back or we go to be with him forever in eternity. Can I get a better amen than that? All right, just a few more minutes and I'll get you out of here. Now listen to what he says. Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard lest we drift away. It's real easy to drift away. Go down to verse three. It says, how shall we escape? How shall we escape If we neglect so great a salvation, that was that which was first spoken, uh, began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him. God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. How are we going to escape this wretched world and the things of this world if we neglect our salvation? How are you going to escape sin, temptation? How are you going to escape sickness and disease in your life? Poverty, want, lack, and insufficiency. How will you escape those things if you neglect the very salvation, the very plan that God gave for you to escape these things? How will it happen if we neglect this great salvation? This is the question that every Christian needs to ponder and to think about. Salvation, although it is a free gift, comes with a great responsibility. 
And my responsibility is to keep working it, keep seeking him, keep praying, keep desiring him, keep my focus on the word and the things of the spirit and not allow my flesh to draw me away in a different direction. That's every Christian's responsibility with this great salvation. To to truly live and to walk the love walk. How are we going to escape if we don't pay attention to this salvation that God has given us? Think about it. You know, it's interesting to me how a person, this happens all the time, they neglect their salvation. They go live sloppily in the world. They start playing with sin. They don't come to church. They don't pay their tithes. They don't participate. And then all of a sudden, some tragedy comes their way. And the first place they are on the next Sunday after that tragedy is sitting right here in the front row. Pastor, pastor, can I please get together with you? And with tears, tell me their story. I can't tell you how many times this has happened. Wow. You see, oftentimes we open up the door for the devil because we neglect the salvation that God has given us. Because we're not serious about it. And we open the door for the devil to come in and bring these tragedies our way. Not all the time, but sometimes it is. It's no one's fault, but our own fault. That's why we can't neglect. We can't just let this salvation just be something that, you know, well, I'm saved and going to heaven, but I don't pray. I don't go to church. Don't pay tithes. Don't, don't help. Don't participate. Don't help anybody else. Just to pray for myself. Not growing, not developing. Nobody's impacted by my life. That's neglecting this great salvation and all of its promises. Remembering constantly what God has done and the price that he's paid for you and for me, that we have, this was a free gift given to us just by the grace and the love of Almighty God and that we should live grateful every single day of our lives in humility before the Lord. I, I don't want to be heavy on everybody. I'm not getting too many amens. I'm getting a couple of oh no's, but I'm not getting too many amens. It's time for the body of Christ to, 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 to step up the game. We're, we live right now in a very depraved world. Just watch the evening news. We're at a point now where good is being called evil and evil is being called good. We're at a point right now where there's very low tolerance if you are a Christian. If you are considered an evangelical, Pentecostal, charismatic Christian, you're looked at as a lunatic. If you believe in things like, if you believe in things like, or, or I say you don't believe in things like abortion, you're looked at like a weirdo. If you don't believe in things like, uh, you, know, I, I know, you know, I know a lot of churches won't say this stuff because they're just looking for the money and the fame, but I'm not looking for money nor fame. I'm looking to stay pure and true to the holy word of God. If you don't believe, if you don't believe in homosexuals or you do, you don't believe in homosexuals have the right to do what they do and call it marriage. You're looked at like a weirdo and you, you are not tolerated in this day agent that we live because sin is increasing darkness is getting darker. It's time for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ and those who have received this awesome gift of salvation to shine more brightly than ever before. To be the Christian, to be the true lights of this world. 
to call sin, sin, call wrong, wrong, and call right, right. We have a responsibility to this salvation that God has given us. We're called salt and light. Have you made any? See, salt makes you thirsty. Salt also, when you put it on a festering wound, stings like the dickens. Has anyone been thirsty lately around you? Has anyone felt the sting of the salt? When you bring them the word of God, you're called the light of the world. He's the light of the world. We're the little lights. We become light in this, in this dark world. Is anybody's life illuminated by yours? The salvation bears responsibility that you and I have to rise up to. I tell you, as a pastor, I get tired of dealing with baby stuff. I really do. I just got to be honest with you. I get tired of dealing with baby. Oh, he said, she said, he did, he did, she did, he didn't do, he shot, blah, 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 blah. Sometimes I just want to throw my hands up and say, shut up. <laughs> just shut up. Grow up. And be the Christian that God has called you to be. God gave you this free gift. You have a responsibility to do something with it. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation that was backed up and proven, not only by the testimony of these men who all gave their lives and by the Lord who gave his life, but it's also backed up by signs and wonders and miracles and demonstrations. And how many sit in this room? You've been touched by God. You have a testimony of how God touched your life. You have a testimony of how God did something miraculous in your life. We can't neglect this salvation. So, where was I? You all interrupted me. Chapter 12. Don't interrupt me. Chapter 12, verse 1. Let's just finish right here, okay? Listen. So, Paul, chapter 11 of Hebrews is all about the hall of faith you know, all the great men and women of faith and all that they did and trusted God and how by faith they overcame one thing after another, after another. And that same faith will work in your life today. And Paul comes to this conclusion in chapter 12. He says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. In other words, all of these testimonies ought to give us encouragement. That's why you come to church to hear the word and hear testimonies and hear what God is doing. That ought to encourage you to keep on working on your salvation and working it out and keep pushing through and pressing through and overcoming all the challenges that come your way. He said, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Now, can I just talk about that for one second? I know I'll get you out of here in a minute. Every weight, every one of us are carrying around garbage that needs to go. That's weighing us down, distractions, encumbrances, things that, you know, uh, relationships, all kinds of crazy. I don't know. You, you know what your weight is, but everybody's got a weight that's holding us back from being and doing all that God has called for us to do. He said, let us lay aside every weight and the sin. We all got sins in our life that screw us up. The devil knows exactly where to hang his hat in your life. He knows, your, he knows your easy button. We've got to be aware of that with everything we have. Let us lay aside every weight and every sin which so easily. This is where you and I have got to think. What are the weights and sins in my life that easily ensnare me? 
What is it that causes me to go back to the vomit? What is it that causes me to slow down my walk? Now, Elizabeth Paul says, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us looking unto Jesus. Let us run with endurance the race. See, you got to run your own race, not everybody else's race. The race set before you. You should be so involved in your own race. You should be so involved in your own destination that you don't have business looking. You don't have time to be looking at anybody else's race. Someone who runs in a race can't run this way. He's got to run this way. Focused on his own lane. We have a little saying around here when people start meddling in other people's business. Stay in your lane. Now, Now, there are two kind of runners. There are sprinters and there are endurance runners. Sprinters give everything they've got and they poop out. They go 20 yards, 25 yards, whatever it is, 50, I don't know, what a 50 yard dash and poop, they poop out. Endurance runners run the 21 mile marathon. One is a sprinter and we got a lot of sprinters in the body of Christ. They give it everything. Oh, hallelujah, glory to God. This is the best church I ever found in my life. You're the best pastor I ever saw in my life. The words you speak are the best words I ever heard in my life. Poof. And they collapse and they're gone. (laughs) Sprinters are not going to build the body of Christ. I say, thank God for the sprinters. We'll just take whatever we can get from them. (laughs) The endurance runners will just pick up everything they drop when they collapse down there at the 20. Am I speaking the truth here? I mean, come on. Endurance runners trained for the long haul. Man, they know how to pace themselves. They know how to, you know, they know how to run that race in a way where, and you see the way you get to endurance is that you push yourself to the point of exhaustion and then you push a little bit more. But I didn't get there overnight. Endurance is built by coming to the point of exhaustion and pushing yourself just a little bit more. And every time you do that, you're building up endurance in your life. So the next time you're going to go a little farther and a little farther and you're going to accomplish a little bit more and you're going to get a little bit more of a breakthrough and stuff begins to happen. God is looking for endurance runners, not sprinters. Salvation is God's gift to you. What you do with that salvation is your gift to God. So let each and every one of us understand that even though this is a free gift, it still comes with a great responsibility that you and I have to keep going in our race, to keep up the pace, to never quit, to never give up, and allow God to get the glory out of your life by pushing through all the difficulties, the temptations, the struggles, the sins, all of these things, let God shine through your life like never before. You will fulfill the responsibility. You will be on the road to working out your salvation if you never quit. And I'm going to quit right now because I preached a whole lot longer than I had intended. So hallelujah. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com ny.com or wmca.com thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of god-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the word of god and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come god's word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors